This is episode number 165, and today we are wrapping up with part four of our mini-series on how to make a disciple. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher. Each week, we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical Christian training. All right, guys, so we're at the tail end of this. Hopefully you've gotten a lot out of this little mini-series. Hopefully it's been super helpful for you. And uh, so just to recap, in part one, we talked about the importance of making a connection with someone. In part two, we talked about how to teach someone about what Jesus did on the cross and what it means to follow him. And then yesterday, we talked about the importance of living a new life in Christ through obeying his word and repenting, repenting of the life that you once lived, and then responding by being born again. So now that you have done that, so hypothetically, you're with someone, you're teaching them how to become a disciple, and they have gotten baptized, they've been born again, and they've committed to this new life. Now, what do you do? (laughs) Is it over? Are you done with the disciple-making process? Well, not yet. If we go back and read Matthew 28, verses 19 through 20, uh, which is the Great Commission, uh, Jesus says this. He says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. All right, so we see that we're supposed to go and make disciples of all nations. We're supposed to baptize those nations, the the people that uh, inhabit them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then you catch that at the end, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. So once they've become a disciple, once their sins are forgiven and they've committed to this new way of life, it's now up to you to teach them everything. And (laughs) unfortunately, What usually happens is that once someone becomes a Christian, they get dropped like a bad habit. You know, it's it's almost like you're you're saying without saying, you're a disciple now. Good luck, and we just kind of send them on their way. But think about it like this: being a new Christian is similar to being dropped in a new country that you've never been to, with a culture you've never been a part of, speaking a language you don't understand, and being told, well. We helped you make it past customs, so the rest is up to you. You're not really setting up that person for success, are you? Right? And so, uh, when someone becomes a disciple, they're relearning how to live their life in view of this decision they have made. And so, it would behoove us to walk with them through that process. And when Jesus commanded us to make disciples, he did not see it as a singular event or a moment in time. Making disciples is a lifestyle. You know, you never stop, quote-unquote, discipling your peers, people, other brothers and sisters. It's an ongoing process. And you never graduate from discipleship. It's not like you get a diploma saying, congratulations, you're a disciple. Now you don't need any more help anymore. That's not how it works. So once you have helped someone actually make the decision to become a disciple— You need to continue to get with them and teach them everything that you know about what it means to follow Jesus, about what it looks like 
to live as a Christian on a daily basis, teaching them spiritual disciplines, teaching them things that you've learned, helping them grow in their character, helping them see the sins that they don't yet see in themselves. And so, you know, so here are some ideas of things that you can talk about and study out in the Bible as you continue to get together. All right. And these are some good uh, first time studies, like brand new baby Christian studies that are going to be both useful and uh, fairly easy for you to put together. All right. So the first thing you can do is just answer questions that they have. Chances are there are things that they're curious about that they've seen or picked up on and they're not sure you know, why we do certain things. So like they might wonder, you know, why you take communion at whatever frequency your church uh, observes communion and why you, you know, what, what went into that process or, you know, why is it that you have small groups or why is it that they, they've seen you confessing sin and they've never really seen another grown adult, you know, openly talk about their shortcomings with someone else. And so they're curious about why you do that, right? So they could just have questions about what it means to be a Christian, and answering those questions with Scripture is a great thing to do when you're continuing to get with them as a new disciple. Uh, covering new routines, disciplines, and priorities that they need to have. Right? Remember, putting God above everything is not normal for them yet. They haven't been doing it long enough for it to be, um, you know, come naturally. And so you have to teach them that. You have to teach them to put God first. You have to teach them to prioritize their family over their job. You have to teach them what it means to actually wake up and spend time with God on a daily basis and why that's important. You might think it's obvious, but it's not to someone who's a brand new Christian. You want to dive into who God is. You know that God is not just a reflection of their earthly father and really resetting what it means that God is their father. I think so often we overlook that and uh, we, we don't really give as much attention to that as we need to. Helping people uh, come to a fuller understanding of who God is and how God sees them. Um, if, we, if we did a better job of that just in general, helping people understand how God sees them and how God loves them, we would uh, avoid a lot of um, struggling Christians that just feel overwhelmed by the, the self-imposed pressure to be perfect and to earn God's love all the time, all right? I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> you also want to teach them how to discern the will of God. You know that in, our, in your daily life, not everything has a direct answer from the Bible. So how do you figure out in the moment what God wants you to do? That's another great thing to study out with someone that's a brand new Christian. And then even helping them grow in their conviction about being plugged in and engaged in your faith community or in your church family. You know, being a disciple is not a one-man show. There is no lone ranger disciple. They do not exist. And so teaching them from the scriptures why it's so important to be connected and giving and serving one another and investing in relationships. You know, a lot of people, that's not a natural thing to be open and honest and have the depth of relationships that we get to have as disciples. You know, that's not going to be a normal thing. You have to teach them that. And, you know, you have to remember that the things that are second nature to you are not going to be second nature to them. And that's totally fine. That's a part of the growth process. But uh, you have to teach them a whole new way of living. And, and that is what you do after they become a Christian. And that doesn't 
end at a certain point. You know, like I said, we don't graduate from discipleship. It's an ongoing process, and you will continue to invest in this person as long as you need to until they are on their two feet and have a solid foundation and are continuing to get help from others as well. So your goals when you're first helping someone grow as a new Christian is to continue to meet consistently, just like you were before. So don't change up your routine just because they're a Christian now, so that you can pass on the things that you know. You want to live life together. You know that, again, it's not just about disseminating information, about giving them the information. It's about being an example and an embodiment of the things that you're teaching them to do so they can see you live it out on your uh, on a daily basis in your life. And then also, I just want to impress the, the importance of being patient. That as someone who has been living this Christian life for uh, longer than the person you just helped become a disciple, it can be easy to become impatient and want them to change faster or want them to overcome sins sooner or to get it. And, and it's easy to become impatient. But remember that they are brand new to this. This is a whole new way of looking at life. And ultimately, you are there to love that person. They're not passing some imaginary test that you came up with. This is about investing and loving and supporting a brother or a sister in Christ to help them grow and become mature. And that process takes time. So be willing to give it the time that it needs because you're not just trying to teach them to be a disciple for a year. You're teaching them how to be a disciple for the rest of their lives. So take your time, be diligent, and don't rush it. Well, that is it for today. Make sure to smash that subscribe button to get daily practical tips just like this one. Go and check out the podcast Patreon page if you haven't already. And if this episode and this miniseries helped you in some way, please pass it along to someone that you know who could benefit from listening to it. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.